You ever notice how in the Bible, whenever God did to punish someone, make an example, or whenever God needed a killing, he sent an angel? You ever wonder what a creature like that would be like? Whole existence spent praising your God, but always one thing dipped in blood. Would you ever read or see an angel? found my fucking oh shit I just found my fucking parents Halloween candy sash and I fucking went to town on that shit there's a fucking pile of wrappers on my desk oh good golly Miss Molly I want to eat more too it's fucked up my stomach's starting to hurt there's a lot of candy oh Twix, Snickers. Oh, fuck. I ate a lot of candy. Anyway, what's up, you guys? Fucking A. Um, so, I guess... Uh, hold on, you guys. So basically, I realized tomorrow's Halloween after eating a bunch of candy that was supposed to be for children. Um, and I thought, well, why don't I get a fucking Halloween episode up? So I thought, well, what would be better than an old classic Nod Squad you guys have never heard? Um, uh, no one's ever heard, actually, except me. And my, uh, but this is one with um, back when my co-host Ryan was still around before he went to rehab. Uh, we'll we'll play that at the end. Um, and I just wanted to give a quick update. Um, I'm doing good. I'm clean. Um, uh, I forgot to tell the story last podcast about the uh, the fucking loaded syringe under my bed it was this okay fuck dude I forgot about that okay here we go so you know I had detoxed off of that you know those goofballs and um, it had been like 12 days maybe more I mean, actually probably been over 2 weeks and I'm cleaning my room and I'm stressing out about something and then um I'm like, I'm like, lost my wallet. I'm looking for my wallet. And I look under my bed. And I'm all stressed out. And I look under my bed. And what do I see? First thing I see is a fucking loaded syringe. Loaded. Like, poof. And then right next to the fucking syringe was the fourth mixing, missing naloxone bottle. Because when I had gotten hit with uh, naloxone four times... I only had, when I cleaned my room, I only found three of the four bottles of naloxone. And I kept, I kept the bottles because as like a memento, <laughs> as a reminder uh, not to do heroin uh, or any intravenous drugs ever again. 
But then there's the, I, I was like, fuck, there's the fourth mixing the lo- missing naloxone bottle and the fucking the loaded syringe that took me out. The fucking syringe that took me out. Cap on it and everything. Like, whoa. That was hardcore. And the thing was, I was doing, uh, I would do this shit where I would, uh, I would like load, I would cook up a huge shot, like, but it would be like maybe worth five or six shots, like the, uh, in strength, but I would, I would keep it, but I wouldn't like do it all. Obviously I would piggyback, uh, like five or 10 cc's into a fresh rig and then that would be like that way I didn't have to like you know cook up like cook five different times that day you know I would just cook up a fat one and then like depending on how dark it looked I'd fucking and piggybacking is like you you open up the the plunger from the back of the new syringe and then you put the needle from the loaded one and you just pour in you know a little bit not all of it that's called piggybacking so I I was like fuck dude and I didn't I didn't touch it and I looked under the bed and there was like a broken piece of like a bubbler or something I think my dealer had dropped his bubbler and broke it or something all high and there was like a broken piece of it like the mouthpiece or something so I called um I called the fucking girl I was dating and um I was like, fuck, like, what do I do? What do I do? Because, you know, I wanted to be honest with her. You know, like, I didn't want to touch it. Like, I just, I just didn't touch it. I just didn't go under there or, or pick it up, pretend like it wasn't there. And I called her and I was like, I, I was like, I was like, what should I do? You want to come over here and get rid of it with me? Like, because I, I don't want to do this by myself. I don't want to pick it up by myself, you know? And, um, she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And, um, it, it turned out to be something like I waited for it because she she has school and then she goes to work and um, when she had gotten off work she was like oh just bring it by the sober living house and I can get rid of it and I was like oh I was like fuck I don't want to drive around with this thing like I'm on probation technically they could search my fucking car you know and she was like, Ugh. and like, I could tell she was feeling weird. And I was like, what's up? Like, I think we got to talking and she was like, yeah, I don't, she's like, I don't really feel comfortable going over there. Like I, like I was planning in the back of my head ways I could get high and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well then don't fucking come over here. I don't want to like, I'm not going to, I was like, I'm not going to let you get high. You know, I was like, there's no way I'm going to let you do that. And I was like, if I'm, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, I'll get, you know, my homie Dylan to do it for me. Um, who's kind of like my sponsor. Uh, he's been my friend for like 15 years. So, and he doesn't really do anything, uh, at all. Like, so just smokes mad cigarettes <sighs> and drinks, you know, what, yerba mate or whatever. So... Um, yeah, I ended up just calling my, my buddy Dylan and he picked it up and squirted it out in the toilet and then got rid of the fucking, oh Jesus. Um, 
so yeah, basically I got I got rid of it, but it was fucked, dude. Like I, it, it was just. <clears throat> but I did take the fourth naloxone bottle, and I have, <laughs> I have them, you know, in my desk drawer or something. And I just look at them, and it reminds me, oh, not to do fucking drugs anymore. So, um, that's what happened with that. Um, hold on, I need some nicotine. Uh, a bunch of people have been checking in on me, that's been nice, thank you to everyone. Um, yesterday I, I was gonna try and record because, uh, there's a couple people who were, well, this one person I knew especially, who was in my drug court class was th threatening to kill herself and um it was just a fucked up thing and it, it fucked with my head um you know I I had messaged her just to check in and she was like first thing she text messaged me was like I'm gonna kill myself and she sent like an audio message and she was just like I could tell she was manic she'd probably been up for days I don't know but she was just crying and crying and she had just thought everybody hated her. Uh, no one loved her. And I was like, uh, we ever, there's a bunch of people that love you. What are you talking about? You know? And she sent me pictures of her um, wrist. It was like her arm that was cut. And she said her neck looked worse. And I tried to call her. But every time I tried, she hung up. So I reached out to a bunch of friends and tried to get a hold of her. And I don't know. I didn't know what to do, you know, um, but I, I wanted to try and do something, at least just talk to her, you know, the times that I had felt, you know, down like that, or felt like I had suicidal thoughts, um, I, they're, like, it was weird, because I would reach out to people, and some people didn't know what to do at all, and then they ended up just, like, ghosting me, uh, it, was, it sucked, but I guess it's because they just didn't know how, know how to handle it. And then, um, you know, or they'd threaten to call the cops or something, like 5150 me. But what a lot of people knew what to do was just let me sleep it off, and they just let me, they just talked to me, and, they, and then I slept it off, and I was good. So it was just, it's, it's like a weird thing, you know, uh, when people, like, when you're on both ends like you've been there but you've also had you know been there for others you like you've been there in the moment where you felt that way but you've also helped people who've been there you know so I don't know it just put me in a weird headspace these last couple of days made me think about my life and a bunch of shit but uh you know and not only that like it also like since this last relapse it's made me feel a way about the NA program and people in NA, at least around here, because some of them are like still supportive and there for me and checking on me, but some of them just completely ghosted my ass. And it made me feel weird, like kind of ab abandoned, you know? And I kind of was like mad about it. I was like hurt, but then I was like mad, like, well, what the fuck? Like, it, may, it it makes people like less trusting of to make good like friendships in NA if they're just gonna get ghosted like that. But uh, I guess 
now that I'm like, you know, more sober, um, I guess I understand a little more, you know, cause I put some people through hell. Like, I, and I'd go on Facebook and just like, I would do stupid shit, you know? So I guess, I, you know, I understand where people are coming from. If they like distance themselves from me or set boundaries, I, I get it, dude. It sucks, but I get it. Um, I'll just have to like try and earn my way back in their life if that's what I want, you know, but we'll see. I mean, I, I have good people in my life still, which is all that matters. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's a weird thing. I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to do a quick update. Um, cause there was some things I've forgotten to like say, um, in the last recording that it was like, you know, first time I'd recorded, especially it's recorded solo. Uh, and, um, you know, getting at least something uploaded. I, I want to, but I want to get some old stories done and put up. And this one was good because it's got my co-host Ryan. I think we were supposed to send this story into Dopey, but it was so long. It was like a half hour long. So, um, we, I think we decided against it. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure we, in the beginning, we, were, we, we shout out Dave and Chris and uh, the Dopey Nation. Um, and then I tell my, this is such a good story. <laughs> it uh, involves, you know, mushrooms, police encounters, a fucking, a wrecked car, like, and when I say wrecked car, you'll see what I mean when uh, you listen to the story, but it, it's a really, it's one of my best fucking stories, uh, so, without further ado, I'm gonna play, you know, I'm gonna play this story for you guys, I haven't listened to it in a really long time, so, but I know it's a fucking good one, so, you know, I hope you guys can hear this by Halloween, happy Halloween, I'm gonna eat some more fucking candy, I, I don't give a fuck. I got some Reese's peanut butter cups right here. He's, this was supposed to. It almost tastes better because I know this was supposed to be for some little kid. And now they're gonna have to get a, a mounds or a fucking a shit candy that they're not gonna want. And I get the good shit, so. I don't know. Or, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Maybe not many kids will come this year, but I'm eating this candy. Anyway, guys, happy Halloween. I love you guys. Um, you know, I'll try to get more shit up. I'm gonna get the YouTube channel up. I got some stuff going on with that. We'll talk about later. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace, love, all the above. Hey, what's up, Dave? What's up, Chris? Uh, this is, what's up, Dopey Nation, by the way? This is uh, Brian. And Ryan. <laughs> and we're, um, prominent host of the Nod Squad podcast. Um, I talked to Dave on Facebook a little bit the other week and uh, told us to send a, a dopey story full of debauchery and, um, and whatnot. So hope this is a good one. Um, it's pretty wild. So uh, where do I fucking start? Yeah, I was in like my early 20s and I had just gotten back from San Diego back to the Central Coast in California and as soon what were you doing in San Diego 
Um, I think I was at a funeral. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, my grand. Yeah, my grandmother had just passed away. One of my grandmothers, and as soon as I get back into town, my friends call me and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Nothing. I just got back into town." And they're like, "You're coming over. You're taking mushrooms with us, and that's final." They weren't asking. They were. You were yeah. doing this. Yeah. You know how your friends are like, "We're getting fucked up, and you're." taking part in this absolutely you, you have no say in the matter so it's happening anyway so i was like i'd only done mushrooms once before um and that's a whole story in itself but any so, mushroom story is a story in itself for sure yeah so i meet up i get to my friend vince's house and there's just a large amount of mushrooms so we divvy out these mushrooms between all my friends, we each have an eighth of how, mushrooms. Oh, wow. Oh, you know, God. For how us, many people, like, would you guess were there? Okay. Us? So I had, it was me, my friend Vince, who was just this insane coke fiend. I was going to say, when you said the name Vince, I, I wasn't thinking the psychedelics. I was like, Vince, that sounds like a coke dealer. He was the biggest coke fiend. We called him Schmeagle. That's oh, how yeah. bad of a coke fiend he was. Uh, so me, Vince... My buddy Josh, uh, my buddy Dylan, my buddy uh, JP, who they're all different weird characters, you know. And then we had these two girls with us, uh, Melissa and Lindsay. So that was like six of us or seven of us. Yeah, seven. Um, quite a lot of people for a mushroom trip. Right? Yeah. Well, we met up, I think we met up with Lindsay and Melissa a little bit later, but I buy, uh, ate the mushrooms. And we all, and I hate eating mushrooms. They like, made you pay for them? I mean, I don't even remember how we got the mushrooms. I just remember there were mushrooms and we were doing them, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I paid or not, to be honest, but I, I just know there's eight the mushrooms and I'm eating them. And I hate the fucking texture. The texture of mushrooms is god awful. So I just chew on them a little, crunch on them a little, and just drink water and just gulp them down. And um, we are driving around, and they've, I think, ate them a little bit before me, and Vince is laughing in the back, back seat of my car. And uh, we have two cars, like, full of people, you know, because we can't fit everybody in the car. I think it was just all, I think it was all the guys in my car, and we drove out to this spot up on the Mesa, and the Mesa is like this big wooded, like foresty area. And there is this place called the Swamp. And the Swamp is just like the middle of the fucking forest. I don't know if you know the Swamp area, but. Is that where that girl got killed? No, but it's close to where that girl got killed. By that those sounds people. like a place where that girl would have been killed. I mean, if anyone doesn't know, there was this girl who was like sacrificed by these like metalheads that were I we went to high school with. There's a yeah. whole documentary about it, but they listened to Slayer and they killed this virgin out in the woods. This is not too far away from there, but it that was in the Mesa too. But get that's off topic. Anyway, we're at this place called the Swamp in the Mesa, and the Swamp is like this dirt road area and it's spider webs into all these other like dirt roads where people go off-roading for their trucks and it's just this weird like area you know we had weird fucking code names for all these little spots we would smoke weed at the gauge the swamp the irie spot wow. uh, you know um 
dino caves, like, nice. just be like, me, we'll go to the fucking um, swamp. So we park, we drive over there and park my car, and I'm starting to feel the mushrooms a little bit, and then Melissa and Lindsay pull up in their car. We sell them some mushrooms, they take some, <laughs> and the seven of us just proceed to walk around this wooded area tripping balls, you know? It, it's like slow graduation, like gradualization, Absolutely. and then all of a sudden, like, you're fucked up. You're just peeking. So I, we're, <laughs> we're, we're fucking frying balls. I'm like 21, maybe 22, and I'm fucking frying. Like, And um, we're just walking around doing weird shit, you know, weird shit you do on mushrooms, tripping out, having a good old time. And then, um, was it me, Josh, Vince, and Dylan are walking down this dirt road. JP and the girls are out off somewhere else, I think. And we're walking around this one part of the dirt road of the swamp, and we come across this white truck that's just completely abandoned. Oh, it just probably blew your mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything would blow our mind, but just we're like, how did this truck get here? And in our minds, this is just a truck. It's been, it's probably been there for days. God knows. who. We didn't even make sense of how I got there. We didn't think, you know... You can't even make sense of what your own name was, I'm sure. No, no. Burbage are like, there's a truck. And, you know... And Ate the Mushrooms is, is a, quite a bit, I feel, for the novice user. You said it the was novice, your second yeah, time. I mean, it was my... But see... Novice, novice. My, my tomato, first... potato. It's all the same. <laughs> tomato, tomato. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> the first time I did Mushrooms was at Ate, too. I thought that at Ate the Mushrooms was, like, the minimal amount. Like, I wanted to get fucking plowed so ate the mushrooms that's that what was the doctor like, prescribed that was the that's, in my mind yeah. that's the least amount you should do okay so i was like i'm not gonna fuck around with a gram like and get an upset stomach and get a little colors uh, that are brighter i want to get fucking wrecked you want to throw up some purple shit and talk to a long gnome exactly okay so, so you see this white truck we see this right white truck and now josh and dylan are kind of like Dylan is like this very hip-hop oriented dude. This is the 90s. No, this is like early 2000s. You know, like two, 2000, I don't know, 2004 maybe. We had just a weird period of time because I never know what to call it. I think I've just we had just calling it the new millennium. Yeah, we just graduated high school like a year ago, two years ago. So we're still, it's like, you know, we're still young. And Absolutely. Josh is like this fucking guy. He's like a, he's got the bro, the West Coast bro mentality. You know, like, what up, bro? And Dylan has kind of got that, too. And, um, I mean, it's it's California during, like, the... after Right after the 90s, early 2000s. So the bro... Like, there's a huge bro-accepting mentality in California. You know, extreme sports are still... accepting. Yeah, yes. yeah. So what happens when you do mushrooms with a bunch of, like, bro-head, frat-boy kind of minded Tools. people? Yeah. Uh you don't walk up to a truck on mushrooms and be like, oh, that's so far out and surreal. Like, we're all just one in the universe or whatever. Like, There's no spiritual experience tied in with it. Not much. We're just, it, we're fucked up. And so we, <laughs> we look at this truck and we're like, and, and I hear someone say, like, Josh, like, let's fuck up. Let's fuck up this truck. And before I even can blink, little Vince, little Schmeagle, he goes up screams a like a primal war cry and just punches a fuck the passenger door like window with his bare fist like just breaks it 
Oh my god. I had this, uh... So this truck must have been old enough to where it actually had the the regular glass. It wasn't even shatterproof glass. Well, the front windshield was shatterproof. Okay. Oh, which I'm sure you found out. I found out. Second. I personally found out, but Vince punches through the goddamn oh side god. window with his bare fist, and he's a little guy, and I'm like, what? what's in these mushrooms, like, to make him so strong? Like... <laughs> I see Josh, Josh, I had this wine, this big round spherical wine jug I was carrying around. I don't know why. Carlo Rossi? Yeah, something like that. Josh picks that thing up, throws it through the rear windshield. That just goes, shatters. Uh, Dylan and Vince are getting out knives and slashing the all the tires, all four tires, slashing them. What did this white truck ever do to you guys? <laughs> Nothing but just exist in front of us. That's I a mean, good enough reason when you're on I, mushrooms. I crawl on top of the truck, and I'm kicking in the front windshield with the heels of my shoes, just laughing hysterically, and just kicking this windshield. I'm surprised and it's, nobody is bleeding to death at this point. Oh, we probably could have been, but we couldn't. We didn't know. Like, we couldn't tell. Pain doesn't exist. No, when you're I don't. Alive. I don't know why we did this, but we're fucking up. All the windows are shattered. The front windshield's shatterproof, so I just keep kicking it and kicking it and just smashing the front windshield. Like, just, I won't stop, and we're all laughing. All the tires are slashed. All the windows are shattered. All of a sudden, we hear the barking of dogs, and we start oh. to think, what the fuck? Yeah. Fuck and so, fuck dogs. we immediately go from laughing about doing something so horrible to, like, fear. And everyone starts running up the trail. I And I follow, because I'm like, well, I don't want to be here. Like, And we're starting to realize the... Like, possible implications. Implications of... of uh, and exa it's starting to set in what we actually did and what could possibly happen. So we're running up this trail. We're hiding behind a bush. And I think people are... A car is driving up to the truck. I can't tell. I can't see. I look around, and I see poison oak on the oh. side of the trail. And I'm like... <laughs> My arms it are itching a little, and I'm like, man, what if I have poison oak? And I look at my arms, I'm like, to see if I have poison oak, and I see dots on my arms, but they're swirling and moving around and melting, so I'm like, I'm not gonna really know if I have poison oak at this point, you know, or if I'm itching because of placebo or, or what the fuck. So we eventually are like, all right, fuck this, we need to get out of here. So we run back to our cars. There's two cars. I have my car, and I think Melissa or Lindsay, one of them had... And they're still at large. They're still off somewhere. They're, they're back by the cars. So we go back to where our cars are. They're close to the cars, and we're like, we need to get the fuck out of here, like, now. We need to leave. This is not cool anymore. So oh, you ruined whatever good trip they had going, too. Well, they don't even know what's going on. They're just like, right. what? And we're like, we're, we're leaving. We're leaving now. So, um... Dylan, me, J JP. Oh, JP had his girlfriend with him too. So there's like eight of us, four for each car. So Dylan, me, JP, and his girlfriend get in my car and we take off. And we're going up this windy, narrow dirt road to get out of the swamp and, and back to the main road of the Mesa and get out of there. As we are driving up, I look ahead of me and I see a cop car. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's a cop car. Like, <laughs> this is not good at all. So he pulls up 
we're, we're passing each other. He's going the other way, going down to the swamp, and he's like, he's like, uh, and I, I kind of get over to the right. I kind of lean my car to the right so we can get by, but, you know, this is a narrow road, and there's just a fucking crazy cliff, you know, Jesus. on the other side, so I can't go too far right, or I'm going to fucking drive us off this cliff. And he, he has his window down, and he's got his, you know, aviators on, and he's like, can you get by me okay? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can get by you. I would have been crying and screaming at him at this I, point. It, I would have been so terrified. It's sheer panic right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I'm trying to keep my shit together. I'm driving on mushrooms, by the way. And I'm peeking. Potentially covered in poison oak. Com yeah, you know. And I start to feel my car like sink into the soft sand because I went kind of too far right. And I'm getting stuck. And Dylan is like, get us the fuck out of here now. So while the cop's passing me, he's like maybe 10, 20 feet he didn't behind look, me. The cop didn't lower the aviators and give you that cop look or ask you any he, cop he was, questions about... He just said, can you get by me okay? And I'm like, uh, I'm like yeah. And he, he continues down. I'm sinking... That is not what I expected you to say oh, right now. Okay, so while this is going on, Dil, uh, Vince, Josh, and the other two girls are getting in their car trying to leave... And one of the dude, apparently these guys who have this truck, their truck breaks down and they walk out of the swamp to a friend's house to get a ride, to get it jump started or who knows. This is the story of the white truck? Yeah, this, the white truck. The, oh. Apparently these guys were off-roading, their My car gets God. either gets stuck or it's broken down and they go walk up to a buddy's house to get, ah. I don't know, it jumped or <laughs> something are, or have them help her horrible the truck. people. And... 20 minutes later, we walk up on shrooms, trash it, and they come back like, what the fuck happened to our truck? Oh, so they're oh my trying to hunt us down, and they're, they're pissed. They're thinking it's like a chupacabra or something. No, they, they, I think they saw us running away. I don't know. But they're pissed, and they're out for blood. So while I had already driven away and I'm dealing with the cops, my other friends are trying to leave, and one of the dudes runs up to their car with a boulder in his hand, like, get the fuck out of that car right now. I'm going to fuck you up if you don't get out of that car i'm gonna throw this boulder through your windshield and they're like no no it's cool man it wasn't us it wasn't us and um they're like i don't give a fuck get the fuck out of that car and um i think they grab vince through the car and like or josh they oh, pull him through the geez. window and they're about to beat the shit out of them i don't know this is happening i'm dealing with a car yeah i'm driving away and i'm my car is sinking in the dirt and Dylan's like, fucking get out of here. So I punch on the gas, and I look in my rear view mirror, and for some odd reason, my tires are spinning and spitting up dirt, and dirt is flying onto the cop car from like 10, 20 feet away, and I'm tripping balls, so it looks like a fucking melting rainbow <laughs> is like landing, yes. landing on the car, cop car. The cops probably like got called, they probably called the cops to like, yeah, who, who knows? But there's a cop there, and he's oh going to the scene Lord. of the crime. So I finally get out of the dirt. So the cop ignores the melting rainbow being spread all over his... his yeah, because he's rear. probably feeling like, oh, there's something going on down here. So yeah, I have he to has get to, to address he's got, the situation. He's got priorities. Right. So I get out of there, and I drive off, and we drive somewhere else in the Mesa. We called it the tree-breaking spot because, <laughs> because we used to, there's these really thin Mesa trees and we would climb up them and like break the tree and fall. I don't know what the fuck we were thinking as kids, but it was a tree-breaking spot. They, there was like a little neighborhood. Oh, so this is prior to drug use. This is what you did. No, we did this time. during drug use too, but 
Okay. It's a, just a different spot of the mesa. There's houses in construction, but it's not really a neighborhood yet. So it's like a deserted yeah, area. Desert, yeah, it's like a ghost town. So it's... we're heading there. As While my friends are almost going to get smashed out by these people, the cop rolls up, questions them, and is like, what the fuck is going on? And, um, you know, the guy, who, people who have the truck, they're like, they fucked up our truck, blah, blah, blah. And... They, I guess, just deny it. Like, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. And the cops, like, you know what? Can you just get out of here? Get out of here. <laughs> Let my friends go. Oh. We're at the tree breaking spot, and it's like kind of paved, but still dirty road. And I, my visuals are like I'm walking on water. Like the fucking gr the the ground I'm on is like rippling, like I'm in the middle of a lake. And I'm stabbing, I have my friend's buck knife, and I'm stabbing the ground with a knife, watching the ground ripple. And somehow the cop found where we were. And I have my back to the cop where the cop car's driving up on us. Oh, God. And so my buddy Dylan is like, Brian, it's the cops. Brian, it's the cops. And I look behind me, and it's the same cop. He found us. I don't know how he found us, but he found us. So I get Being up. Being a cop, you know, those copy yeah. senses that those yeah. copy Spidey cops cop have. sense. Fucking so cops. I get up with my back to the cop car. I slide this knife under my belt buckle. Because that's a great place to put a buck knife when you're tripping and when a well, cop I, is Well, I wasn't thinking, you know, I wasn't really thinking. But I, I slide this <laughs> buck knife under my belt buckle because I don't want the cop to see a knife and, like, shoot Clearly. me. I remember I have, like, two or three caps of mushrooms from the bag I bought that I haven't eaten yet. So I'm like, okay, I have mushrooms in my pocket. I have a buck knife in my belt buckle and I'm wearing like cut off shorts. So I'm like, this knife is about to fall through my pant leg and hit the ground. Cops going to see this knife, search us. You're going to get shot Shoot us. Yep. I'm, I'm like, I'm at the very least I'm going to jail. Yeah. So the cop gets out of his car. Uh, Dylan and I are standing there. JP and his girlfriend are in the backseat of my car. And the cop's like, you know, I'm going to turn on this, uh, camera because they have a camera on like the front like dash of their car because like, i'm going to record this camera for my safety and we're like yeah yeah it's fine i can barely talk like the english language is just gibberish to me so <laughs> the cop puts the video camera on you see the red light recording he walks up to us and he's like so what are you guys doing out here or I, I, I'm trying to explain or make sense or talk, but I can't even speak. I'm just like flabbergasted that the situation I we, we have gotten ourselves in. And we're like, we're not doing anything, officer. And he's like, okay, well, um, what was, uh, what's up with that truck back there? And we were playing dumb. We're like, you know, well, what truck? What, what truck are you talking about? And he's like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, did you guys not see a truck back there? I saw, I passed you, you know, in that part of the Mesa. And we're like, uh, well, we saw a truck on the way here, but we don't, we don't know anything about a truck. Is everything okay? And he's like, I don't need, I can't, he's like talking. And we're, and I still have these visuals. Like we're standing in the middle of a lake. It's, it's like everything is liquefied. Now he's Jesus and he's, he's wa walking on water. Interrogation and, Jesus. And it's like the, I feel like my feet sinking into this water and I'm like trying to keep my shit together while I'm frying balls. And I don't remember a lot, but Dylan kind of took over with the conversation because he was able to speak better than me. And he kind of helped keep it together. And I remember the cop saying, you know, the only people who come out of here are dumpster divers and tweakers. Which one are you? 
And uh, we're, we're like, well, none of us. We're neither, you know? <laughs> and me and Dylan are just standing there. I'm sweating. I know there's shrooms in my pocket. I'm, not, I'm waiting for this knife to fall from my belt onto the ground and get arrested or shot. JP and his girlfriend are in the back of the car. The cop looks up and he's like, hey. He's like, hey, you. You two, come out of the car. I want to talk to you. And JP was like the biggest druggie out of all of us. He eventually developed a lisp from too much heroin use down the road. That's impressive. That and we would always. I don't think I've ever even heard of that. I it's he's a, it's a special situation, but we would always know he was high when he would have a lisp. But eventually, he had like a perma lisp, and he just he always has a lisp now from so much heroin use. Now there's a couple people in the program that have lisp. That yeah. So don't kids don't do too many drugs, or you'll develop really horrible sounding lisp. But he comes out, and he's got this. VHS video cassette recorder because he would always take film of everything mm. and he's like he's like hey officer how's it going and the cop's like hey how's it going and he's like and he he I think he took shrooms a little later than us but he he's probably the most experienced psychedelic soldier out of all of us and he's like he's like yeah you know nothing's going on officer we're just filming for a student film project for college you know I love and these he's people. like he's like can I film your cop car and the uh, cop's like, yeah, sure. You Classic can film. diversion. You can film the cop car. The thing is, there's no battery in this video recorder. There's no cassette in this video recorder. So he's like walking around pretending to film a cop car when he has no ability, he has no power, no nothing to record on. He's just pretending to record this cop car, like walking around. And, and I'm just like in shock, like... He's walking in circles around us, filming us all while the cops just staring at us. Like I said, there's no battery, no video in this cassette recorder, but he's like pretending to film us. Finally, the cops like, like yeah, you know, you guys can stay out here as long as you want. That's fine with me. And we're like, really? And he's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. He gets in his cop car, and he thinks my friend JP's filming him. So he peels out in reverse. <laughs> he peels out in reverse. And he spits, uh, spits melting rainbows everywhere. I, I, it was so overwhelming. I don't even remember. It's like he, the car was like a boat in the river. I was going to say, yeah, you're in the lake. But he, his wheels are spinning, and he peels out in reverse and then does that weird like 180 spin where like he jer jerks the wheel around, spins around his car, and throws it in the drive and then just peels out because he thinks like, yeah, that's going to be good footage for this Everybody guy's student film be, project. And he just peels yeah. out. And then right as he's leaving, my buddy Josh and Vince call us and they're like, where the fuck are you? And I'm like, we're, we're on the Mesa still. And he's like, all right, meet us at my house right now. And we're like, okay. So we drive out of that part of the Mesa, go back through the swamp and up the other side of the hill. And we're, I'm driving, still on shrooms, still tripping balls. And... I look and I see a truck in front of us and it's driving really slow. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this truck driving so slow? So I go to pass him and I realize, oh, it's the truck of the people we just, the truck we fucked up. It's the all, white truck. It's the white truck. All the tires are slashed and all the windows are shattered and they're like sticking their head out of the window to see because the whole front windshield is shattered. They can't see through it and they're going really slow because all their tires are flat. And we pass them, and the dude's leaning out of the truck, like, you motherfuckers, yeah, you think it's really funny, huh? 
fucking up our truck. Fuck you. And we're like, oh, shit. And we just peel out and we pass them and run away. They can't follow us because they can't drive very fast. <laughs> we get the fuck out of there and we meet at my buddy Josh's house. And we're like, oh, my God, how the fuck did we get out of there? I managed to get home. I'm wearing sunglasses inside my house. Like, holy shit. And my parents are talking to me. They look like aliens. And they're like, why are you wearing your your shades on inside the house and I'm like I don't know I don't know there is no there is no good answer to that question ever yeah talking is not in my capabilities so then I go into my room I turn on the black light I get under my bed and I just have the worst bad mushroom trip ever thinking oh my god what just happened did he see my ID are the cops watching me um Am I going to, I thought I was going to be on shrooms and insane for the rest of my life. I'm like, these shrooms are never going to wear off. I'm going to be insane forever. And I just slowly like just sat in my bed and just thought crazy thoughts until I came back down. And then that's basically the, what happened. So, um, yeah, crazy story. Uh, anyway, let us know what you think. It's a little long. Sorry about that, but great story. Let us know what you think, uh, Dave and Chris. Uh, Dave, I talked to you about uh, animating a couple of your stories. We're going to try and animate this story into a cartoon, and we want to animate a couple dopey stories. Our animator, Billy, right now um, is actually in jail for a dirty Kratom test. Uh, we're in drug court. He popped a dirty for Kratom. We'll get into that later, but he'll be out in about <laughs> eight days, six days maybe. And when he gets out, we're going to get a lot of stories animated. Our episode one uh, Nod Squad podcast should be up right now. If you, anyone in the Dopey Nation, try and check that out. Um, and, and you know. Let us know what you think. Yeah. We're, we t- our first episode's about how me and Ryan met up in jail. How the first, like, the last time we got arrested. Uh, we got a lot of other good stories coming. And, you know, this has gone way too long, but... Thank you, Dopey Nation. Thank you, Dave and Chris. Uh, Peace and uh, toodles. Well, that was... What did you think of that, ladies and gentlemen? I'd love to hear input. You know, we're up on iTunes now, so... uh, iTunes reviews would be fucking amazing. Um, We have a Facebook page. We got a Twitter. Our... Email is nodsquadpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, what else? We're going to get an Instagram up. Uh, I'm trying to get all this shit up all at once. It's fucking pain in the ass, you guys. So, you know, if anyone's listening, we're trying to get it up, uh, get this thing up on Spotify and um, Podcast Addict. So, we're, I got to work on that right now. Anyway, guys, I hope you like the story. If you like this music playing, in the background, it is from one of my really, really old DJ mixes, like from six years ago, um, and that's on a SoundCloud account. I'll send, uh, I'll include the link for my SoundCloud. I changed the name to Unc Albert to make it easy to find. Um, I got a bunch of old mixes on there, and it's just some, you know, beats and stuff I played around with. So. Uh, check that out. I thought it would be kind of Halloween, and I'll, I'll write it out with a little bit of this mix right now, so you guys could just listen to it. If you don't like this mix, I'd turn it, turn the podcast off now. Anyway, you guys, 
Happy Halloween. I'm gonna eat. I got. I stole some more candy. I'm gonna eat some more of this fucking candy, dude. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm fucking. I don't know. Anyway, guys, I'll, I'll fucking make another one of these real soon. Check in with you guys. Um, talk about my clean time, this, that, and the other. And um, yeah, all right. Happy Halloween. Take care, you guys. Peace.